What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, it feels so good to be back with you guys again. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox. And man, I'm telling you guys, I'm feeling real good this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I know you guys enjoyed your holiday. Hope you didn't eat too much because I know I really tore it up. I'm going to tell you the truth. But with all of that being said, we're going to move on into the episode. I'm not going to hold you up. So y'all sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, so again, I want to tell everybody happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good time. I know this is a busy time of the year with Thanksgiving and Christmas back to back. So I'm hoping that you guys had a good Thanksgiving with your family and your friends. Make sure, I'm telling you, man, that food sticks around for a while. So make sure you don't hurt yourself too bad. You know, everybody wants to indulge and enjoy. But don't go too far with it, man, because I think I ate a little too much. And now I'm getting ready to sleep like every five minutes. But enough of that. We're going to jump right back into where we left off. Again, we were talking about emotional addictions And we made sure that we really focused on something that people don't do a lot, which is your emotional intelligence. Um, Last week, we actually moved into the first quadrant of emotional intelligence, and we talked about self-awareness. And I gave you guys the three fundamental areas of self-awareness. We talked about physical, cognitive, and emotional. And we made sure that we stressed the understanding that you need to be aware of what's going on inside of you in all three areas. Your physical area is important. Your cognitive area, which is your brain, your mind, that's very important. And very, very, very important to this whole subject matter is your emotional area. You need to make sure that you are paying close attention to what's going on with your emotions all the time. Conversations, situations, whatever the case be, that is definitely vital. However, now that we've gotten to the point where we understand how important it is to assess ourselves and make sure that we know what's going on in those three realms, the big question that we have in front of us right now is, what do you do with that information once you have it? See, this is really where we start to dig into this emotional addiction stuff and start to really look at how these things affect us on a regular basis because it's easy to pay attention to what a person says. But the truth of a situation, the truth of a person, their character, their demeanor, what they're really about shows in what they actually do, not what they say. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not about to tell you anything that's new to you. I'm about to stress a fact to you, and I swear I want you to take it to heart. People are difficult. I'm going to say it again. People are difficult. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time right here talking about the social realm of everything because actually we're going to dig into that in the next quadrant. However, there's one thing that we really, really need to stress, and that is is that a lot of times it's really easy for us to sit back and look at everyone else and talk about all the different issues that they have, the emotional deficiencies that they have. 
But then we don't stop and actually pay attention to our own. Now, the reason for this is because a lot of us have some really horrible self-management practices that play right into our emotional addictions. Some of these actions, some of these practices, we have done them for so long that now we don't even recognize that we're doing them. They have basically become a part of who we are. And because of that, they're simply just feeding the emotional addictions that we have right now. I want you to imagine something. Imagine if a heroin addict had an endless supply of heroin at their disposal whenever they dealt with something that they just couldn't handle, situations, conversations, whatever the case may be. And every time that they ran into a situation like that, all they did was just dip into that endless supply of heroin and take a hit. Look at how detrimental that would be to their life. Yet some of us do this with our emotions every day. We get stressed and we take our anger drug because we don't know how to be normalized without it. We get worried, so we take our paranoid drug because we don't know how to deal with life's surprises. We get challenged, so we take our victim drug because that's the only way we can cope with the idea of loss is to tell ourselves that we were taken advantage of. Then we sit back and we wonder why our lives are filled with doubt, frustration, and depression. Newsflash, we are doing this to ourselves. Everything about ourselves, everything about our situations is cultivated and created by us. Our thoughts, our actions, who we decide to spend our time with, all of that. We have total control over our direct realm. We may not can control what other people say or do, what other people think, how situations play out, but the one thing that we do have control over is us, what we do, what we think, how we respond to situations. And a lot of times we just dig into our emotional addictions and respond the way that we normally have all our lives. And it continues to feed this spiral of what we don't really truly want. See, we can complain about the world that we live in all we want to. We can complain about our situations. We can complain about our jobs, about our lives. But are we really doing our part to make sure that things are manifesting the way that they should? A lot of times we've basically brainwashed ourselves to believe that we're doing the best we can. And all of a sudden, when you really take a clear assessment of your situation, you haven't even started to work towards the best that you can be. All you've done is basically sat down and settled for what life presents to you. And then when things go wrong, now all of a sudden you have your pity party because the world is not operating the way you want it to. You've got to change that mentality mentality and stop being addicted to the fact that you're a victim. I try my hardest to present myself to everyone that I deal with, with the easiest personality that they can think of. So that that makes room for character flaws on both parts, not just the person that I'm dealing with, but mine as well. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you guys that 100% of the time I'm on point with the way that I manage this. However, I will tell you that I am definitely successful more than I am not. 
And the problem that we run into is that the majority of people simply reach for their emotional addictions. All they do is reach for that drug, that heroin. They don't even try to create an environment where a situation can happen and they can deal with the spontaneity of whatever the situation is that comes out. This all falls back to one natural part of human nature. Human beings seek comfort. People don't like being uncomfortable. People don't like having to work towards something that is going to be hard. Now, granted, everybody understands that self-preservation is a must. It is like top priority. But you are not going to get anything out of life by going the easy route. Everything that is worth having is worth working for. And I'm telling you, a peace of mind is not easy to have. A lot of people don't work towards good communication skills. A lot of people don't work towards good self-management because they would rather dip to that drug that they're so used to being able to tap into. A lot of people won't change their angry habits because they actually like being angry. They actually like being able to dip into that, that aggression. Some people won't move away from their depressing situations because they like the sympathy. They like being able to reach out and tell people how bad their situation is so that somebody can pat them on the back and make them feel better. They are looking for the phone calls where people call and tell them, oh, I hope you're doing better. I hope you're okay. They want to be able to get that sympathy. So anything else beyond that is un comfortable. It's not easy for somebody who's lazy to get up in the morning and actually work. That's something new. That's not normal. So now they're in a situation where you're asking them to do something that is totally against the nature that they have developed. This is why you have so many different character clashes, because it is absolutely hard. It is not easy for you to be able to make room for somebody else's character flaws. It's not easy to sit in a conversation where you know the individual that you're talking to is absolutely on a totally different wavelength than you are. The problem that we run into so many times, countless times, is that we are so stuck on our idea of what's right and wrong, how things should be, that we don't make room for what somebody else is actually trying to communicate to us. If there isn't anything else that you guys can get out of this emotional intelligence block of instruction, it is to be able to control your impulses, control your urges to be right, control your urges to be the smartest person in the room. Learn how to listen to people. Learn how to listen to situations. Shoot, learn how to listen to yourself. A lot of times you're arguing and fighting with your own inner voice. Sit back and really understand that there takes a really strong personality to fight against the addictive actions that you have programmed in yourself that probably aren't the best actions that you need to take. Learn how to wake up and claim the day. Stop waking up and allowing the day to claim you. You should be nobody's victim. That includes whatever's going on outside of your house, whatever's going outside of your body, whatever's going on internally at your job, any location. Stop allowing yourself to fall into bad situations because you're addicted to the feeling that's there. 
Okay, so before we actually dig into this subject matter deeper, we need to take a moment and actually understand the definition of what self-management is. So now, self-management is your ability to control your impulses, feelings, and behaviors, to manage emotions in a healthy way, and to adapt to change. Now, guys, I'm telling you, it is vital that you understand that flow. Your impulses can get you in a lot of trouble and your inability to emotionally handle situations the right way can cause you to turn into someone that nobody wants to deal with. Not to mention, it can also cause you a lot of failures, a lot of struggles that really, in all honesty, weren't even necessary had you changed the way you approach the situation. So we've got to apply this understanding to our three areas. So we'll start with physical management. So now we've assessed our physical nature. We've looked at how our uh, physical body responds to a certain situation, how it responds to multiple situations, how it is on a regular basis. We need to understand how to manage that properly. One thing that we have to stress is that every situation has a physical response. I promise you, there is nothing you go through throughout the day that doesn't seep into your physical in some way. Whether you're stressed, your body feels that. If you're happy, your body feels that. There are so many emotional and cognitive connections to your body that happen all the time. There is nothing that you do that doesn't affect your physical body. This is why it is so vitally important that you guys understand that everybody needs a stress out. Not being stressed out, but a stress out. A out from stress. I work in a very stressful environment. As a matter of fact, it's uh, probably one of the most, if not the most stressful, continuously stressful environment that I can think of aside from being in a all out war. However, and in the location that I'm at now is nothing compared to the location that I actually spent the majority of my career at. But what I will tell you is, is that anybody that works in my walk of life, anybody that works in my environment, they need an out. They need something that they can do to decompress at the end of the day, sometimes at the beginning of the day before they even start. So it is vital that many of you guys need to find a way to manage your stress because what will happen is your stress will turn into physical ailments. If you're one of those people who believes that your physical body is completely disconnected from everything else in your life, then I promise you, you need to do some more study, some more scientific study, some more spiritual study. You need to really dig into what your body is capable of and what is capable of happening to it if you don't manage yourself properly. Because I am going to tell you now, stress can kill you. It will destroy and diminish your physical condition gradually, just like an acid. It. Just like some type of corrosive liquid, it will destroy you and break you down. So you need to be able to manage it properly. Everybody has stressors. So when you find out that you are of a high stress level, you need to make sure that you have something that you can rely on that's healthy that you can go into. A lot of people have hobbies. And that's why I used to get on people or pick at people for the different hobbies that they had when they were not working. I no longer do that. 
I have grown from that because I understand that everybody's different. All people are made up different. And sometimes your out may not be my out. You might like to take long walks in the park. You might like to work out. You might like to drive. You might like to play games or watch television or whatever the case may be. Whatever you find, make sure it is a positive out for you. It is not something that is going to hurt you. It is not going to be detrimental to you, but it is going to be something that you can actually do, that you can enjoy, and it can actually give you a chance to be able to allow some of that stress to run off. Now, there's another thing that you need to do, and I know there are people listening, and you're not going to do it. You're going to think I'm crazy. You're you're just going to shun it, and I understand that, but you need to work out. Ladies and gentlemen, it is vital that you do some type of physical workout on a daily or weekly basis. Your body is on a timer. And as you grow and you get older, the only thing that is going to make you physically capable of being able to withstand many of life's physical challenges is the cultivation of your body. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and be a bodybuilder. I'm not telling you to go out to the gym and work out for two hours every day. I am telling you find something that you can get into that works your physical condition, especially your cardiovascular. You need to make sure that you think about your health heart a lot because your blood flow, your lungs, everything that goes on with those are vital to a long life. There are people out there right now that are working out on a regular basis and all they're doing is focusing on making sure that their heart stays strong and their lungs are strong. And they are probably some of the most fit people in the world. I promise you, you need a well-rounded physical workout. That means strength training, flexibility, and making sure that you're doing a decent level of cardiovascular work. Now, that can start out as 10 minutes a day. That can start out as five minutes a day. I don't care where it starts, but it needs to start. If you're not doing anything right now, you need to start doing something. And if you're doing something, you need to be thinking about how you can elevate that to something more. Another thing that you need to focus on as far as your physical is concerned is your diet. What you put into your body is what it has to work with. And there are some people who do nothing but fill their body with junk. Honestly, y'all, a calorie is a calorie. It burns the same way. But what's inside of that calorie matters. A lot of sugar, a lot of salts, just things that are not good for you. You don't need to flood yourself with that kind of stuff. A whole bunch of candy and sweets and bad drinks, that stuff's just not good for you, especially when you are putting it into your body on a regular basis. And if you don't drink water, you are hurting your body more than anything else in the world. You need to drink water on a regular basis. Not only does it flush your body, but it is good for your skin. It is a natural coolant. There's so much that goes on with the oxygen that goes into your body from drinking water. It's a lot. So you need to focus on that stuff. Now, you might be saying right now, well, Terry, what does that have to do with my emotional intelligence? What does that have to do with my emotional addictions? Do you understand how hard it is for you to deal with a stressful situation when you're in bad health? Imagine if you got into a car accident, but you have horrible health. You get into the hospital and the doctor tells you, sir, 
I don't know if you're going to be able to walk again. Now, how is that going to affect you physically when you hear that news and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you hadn't spent not one day in the gym, you hadn't worked out not one bit, and you definitely don't eat well? How are you going to work your way back? You don't even know what your body can handle and what it can't. I have listened to football player and basketball player and other athlete after athlete, and they talk about how that they battled back from injuries that they received. Very stressful situations. And the only reason why they were able to accomplish this was because they took care of their physical body. It is vital that you do that. Not only that, but imagine all the normal stressors that you deal with, your kid, your job, your neighborhood, your community. If you're not in good physical health, then all of that stuff plays a vital role in beating you down further. And you don't have any kind of blockades. You don't have anything stored up to fight against it. That's why you need to make sure that you are focusing on your physical body. Now, before we move away from the physical realm, there's one other thing that is very important, and that is rest. There are so many people out there that negate the importance of ensuring that you get enough rest. And not just any rest, but good rest. There are people out there right now that are operating off of two, three, four hours of sleep every day. Now, granted, if your body is able and capable of operating on those numbers, then I can't talk against them. But I am telling you now that your body, in order to operate at peak performance, needs to make sure that you have good rest and you rest enough. Now, rest isn't necessarily all about sleep. Sometimes you need to take some time and just sit down and relax. Let things kind of flow. Eat a good meal, maybe watch a good show. Let your body cool down from the, the work that you've done. Now, if you're somebody who don't work at all, if you're a lazy body that sits around and doesn't do anything, then rest is the last thing that you need. You need to start getting up and doing some work because you can also rest too much. There is a situation where you can sleep to a point where you have put yourself in a semi-state of comatose. And now all you do is sleep. All you do is your body is down in this very mundane situation and you don't know how to get out of it. And the simplest way is to start moving, to take action. But if you are somebody who works all the time, you go all the time, you need to make sure that you are allotting for the right amount of rest. Don't try to stay up late and then get up early. That is a bad combination for you to be able to function properly throughout the day. Give yourself time to get proper rest so that you can function the way you need to. So now we step into the cognitive. Listen, your mind, your perspective is everything. You cannot afford to be lazy in the area of cognition. You can't be. You cannot afford to not pay attention to what's going on in your brain, what's going on with your mind. That's why it is so vital. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, it is important that you feed your mind the right stuff. Stop spending so much time engulfing these drama-filled situations. Stop spending so much time listening and just enduring the negativity of people around y'all. At the height 
of 2016, 2017, moving into the 2020 area, I was really, really politically charged. I was watching everything that came on the news. I was watching every syndication. I was really glued in. And I used to watch the news a lot. And I'm not telling you not to. I'm just telling you this. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing positive in politics or the news. Now, I'm not trying to throw blows, but understand that the majority of what you find in the political realm and in our news syndications now is negativity and fear mongering. You want this person to hate this person because of what they think and what they do. The world is full of disasters, earthquakes, tornadoes, uh, hurricanes, people shooting people. Listen, let's just accept the reality of this. There's some bad stuff going on in the world. We can accept that. We can accept the fact that there are things we need to do to fix some of these bad stuff that's going on in the world. But if you spend all of your waking hours consuming this content, you will become a product of what is just pure negativity. You will be an extension of what people are saying is the worst. They will look at you and they will see a reflection of everything that you've watched on television. If you sit around with people and all they do all day is complain, talk about this situation and that situation, and that's the only thing that comes out of their mouth, you will be a reflection of that. If you read books that are all about negativity and drama, you know what's the craziest thing in the world? People consume drama all day long and then wonder why their life is full of drama. They sit and they watch drama, they read drama, they talk about drama, they create drama, and then wonder why their life is full of drama. It's because that's all you're feeding yourself. Every single minute, you are either on some social media page looking at the, the worst of the world or the best of a situation and telling yourself, I wish it was me. Are you watching some type of show that is depicting to you the worst of humanity? Then you turn around and you have conversations with your friends or your family members or your co-workers and it's all drama filled. This is what you will find. This is what you will get and you will be a product of that. Ladies and gentlemen, life is so much bigger than that, but you can't get past it because you have created a mentality for this. You have not protected your cognitive realm and now you are simply a product thought wise at least of these situations you need to spend some time in positivity am i telling you that everything in life is all sunshine and rainbows no it is not i have problems you have problems everybody that's listening to this podcast has issues but if you look at the totality of your life your life is not a walking issue you are actually very much so in a positive direction you just think negatively, so everything looks negative. You have to break that mold. Now, you can do that in a number of different ways, but I'm going to tell you some stuff that you need to do to build your cognition on a regular basis. Number one, read a book. Not just any book, but read. If you want to expand your understanding of life, of anything, you need to read. 
You need to challenge your mind with different understandings. Some people read for entertainment. That's great. Some people read to advance their understanding of a subject matter. That's great. Do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do, but make sure that you're reading on a regular basis. I know some people who don't ever pick up a book. Never. Absolutely. They graduated from high school and they hadn't seen a book since. There are some people who read horrible material. They're reading stuff that is not fruitful or beneficial for your mind. If you're reading for the purposes of entertainment, and that is something that you're doing as far as comics and things of that sort, then there's nothing wrong with that. By all means, if that's your out, if that's your stress reliever, please make sure you do it. But somewhere in that process, please find time to read something that is going to build your intellect. Something that's going to push you to another location thought-wise, whether it be about human nature, self-awareness, whatever the case may be. I would suggest that some of you pick up an emotional intelligence book while we're going through this process. Fact check the statements that I'm making. Make sure that I'm giving you the proper understanding. That is important. I'll even go further with this subject too. And I'm not going to preach to you guys because I don't want you to sit down and think that I'm trying to funnel religion to you. But I will say this, for those of you that call yourself religious, spiritual, whatever your situation is, whatever faith-based practice you have, please take time to read the book that is connected to your faith. I know so many people that call themselves Christians and don't know a single thing about the Bible. I know plenty of people that call themselves Muslims and don't know anything about the Quran. I know people that practice Buddhism and have no idea what Zen is all about. You cannot sit around and call yourself a practitioner of something if you ain't took time to study it. How in the world can you sit here and explain something to somebody and you don't even know the first thing about the literature that goes along with your subject matter? That is so vitally important. So for your own mind's sake, you need to make sure that you are spending time cultivating your understanding through reading and studying. That will build your mind. Now, we move to the emotional realm. Now, this is the spot where everybody gets in the most trouble. And I'm going to tell you a really hard truth. Most people don't control their emotions because they like their condition. You might say, oh my God, how can you say that? I'm going through hell. Everywhere I look, everywhere I turn, there's a problem. I don't know what's going on with this. I feel like this. The truth of the matter is, is that you can get from that point at any time you choose to. You don't have to wake up every morning mad at the world. That is a choice. What you really need to do is sit down and take a real self-assessment and find out what is the root of that anger. I promise you it's not a person. It's something inside of you. Maybe it's a traumatic event that you went through in your childhood. Maybe it's a series of events that happened as you became a young adult. It could be so much, but you need to get to the root of it. But regardless of what you went through, it's your choice how you act. It's your choice how you are emotionally charged every single day. But a lot of people won't change it because they don't want to. They like being able to go on Facebook and typing up a whole paragraph about how bad their life is so that they can go back and check and 
see how many people got on there and said, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm praying for you the whole night. Y'all, they love that sympathy. There are some people that don't want to change their worry situation. They like being paranoid. They like thinking, how am I going to pay this bill and how am I going to pay that bill? And then when you introduce a new way of living to some of these people, it is so strange. It is so odd. They don't know what to think. Now they're uncomfortable and they've got to get back to that, that drug that they had before. So they start creating situations to be angry, to be depressed, to be stressed out because now that's normal. Now I'm back to feeling the way I want to feel. You know, it's very sad that there are individuals in the world right now who have so much to be thankful for, but because of the fact that their condition doesn't make them feel good, they don't know what's right in front of them. You know, you could have all of the world in your face right now. You could have every situation solved, but if you aren't sound emotionally, you won't even notice it. You won't even notice the fact that you've got everything, every single thing you've ever requested, every single thing you've ever thought of is right in your hands. But because of the fact that you like feeling bad, you have conditioned yourself to this point. Now, all of a sudden, you're still depressed. You know, there are some people you can't make happy. There are some people in the world that no matter what you give them, no matter what you present them with, no matter what situation they have, they just can't be happy. Those are individuals who enjoy being in bad situations. They enjoy the fact that they feel like they're being taken advantage of. They enjoy that or they're selfish. Now, that level of selfishness may still produce a situation where they are just in a standstill because every situation that doesn't fit what they want in their mind, now it's just bad. For instance, they wanted a Mercedes, but they ended up getting a BMW. Now they're upset. It's not the car I wanted. So now the world's over. They wanted a three-story house, but they ended up getting one two stories with a attic. Now they're upset. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to learn to view the world as it is. Stop letting your emotions take advantage of everything that you're doing. Stop letting your emotions control how you see things. Learn how to step away from a situation and truly assess it for what it is. I don't normally talk about relationships in any of these podcasts, but I will tell you this. There are a lot of single men out there because they had a wonderful woman, but because of the fact that she wasn't what they wanted emotionally, she wasn't enough. Then all they did was took advantage of her and now she's gone. Now they're spending the rest of their life trying to figure out how to get back there and they just can't understand what went wrong. Vice versa. There are a lot of single women out there that literally took advantage of a good man being in their home, doing everything that they needed done or to the best of his ability. There are a lot of relationships out there that fall victim to people's emotional addictions, getting the best of them and causing them to have to depart. Just like any other situation, don't allow your emotions to destroy a good thing. Okay, so now we're about to round this thing up, but there's one thing that we need to stress. Now, I'm telling you guys that you need to do some great self-management, but there are some bad ways to do this. And we're going to start with the very first one, substance abuse. Please do not try to manage your emotions, manage your mind, manage your physical condition 
through substances. Don't do that. If you're not getting the outcome that you want at the gym, keep working. Don't try to substitute with some type of steroid or something that's going to hurt you. If you're not getting the right mental stimulus, don't always reach for the bottle or reach for the joint or the blunt or the pipe. Those are substance abuse problems. You guys have to stay away from things that are artificially changing how you feel. You need to find natural, true, authentic things that will allow you to elevate yourself. Don't reach for stuff that can easily be lost, taken advantage of, or replaced. Look inside yourself. Look inside your actions and make sure that those are the things that are lifting you up as opposed to tearing you down. Next is the need for attention. I love social media for what it's worth. I love a lot of the different technological items that we have now that we can use, cell phones, all the different things that we have as far as computers go. But stop trying to manage your condition through attention. There is no level of attention that you can get to change a stressful situation. If the world is ending, I don't care how many clicks you get. If your situation is bad, I don't care how many likes the picture gets. You can pray for me through a screen 20, 30, 40 times a day. And I will accept your prayers. But at some point in time, I have to make an internal decision to change my situation. And there are a lot of people out there right now, as soon as they have a problem, as soon as they have an issue, they turn to social media. They throw their situation out there for everybody to engulf and eat it up. Just waiting on some kind of attention to make them feel better about the situation. And the problem is there's no level of attention that you're going to get to make you feel any better about what went down. You need to solve your situations. You need to fix them. You need to assess yourself and ensure that you are in the right place when this is going on. And then the last one is self-sabotage. Now, this one's very dangerous because it can lead to all kinds of things. It can lead to self-mutilation. It can lead to destroying your finances, your family, and it can ultimately lead to suicide. I want to stress this to you guys. And I say this a lot because I know that there are people out there who suffer from this on a regular basis. The world is better with you in it. Suicide is not the answer for self-management. You are needed. So whatever the situation is, whatever the stressor is, whatever your daily problem is, it can be solved in many ways without you having to destroy yourself. And there are people who lean on self-destruction a lot, whether it be verbal, whether it be physical, whether it be mental. They're telling themselves that they're bad. They're looking at themselves in a downward spiral. They're making themselves feel certain ways inside because that's the way they're coping with a situation. Ladies and gentlemen, do not destroy yourself. Fight. Fight until you can't fight anymore. I promise you, brighter days are there. You don't have to be the victim and you don't have to fall and concede to what life presents to you. Whether it be your job, whether it be your community, whether it be your home, no matter what it is, you have the ability to be great. So don't become a product of the stress that is presented to you. 
manage yourself properly and never give up on your life, no matter how bad things look. Never give up on who you are and who you can be because I promise you there are those of us out here who are rooting for you every single day to win. All right, everybody. Well, that's all I got for you this week. Thank you so much for stepping back into the whole emotional intelligence ride. We're going to keep on rolling next week. We're going to talk about uh, social awareness. It's going to be a really fun one. So please tune back in. And I can't wait to talk with you guys again next week. Hold it down. I love you. Keep your head up. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace.